0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Pharisees I am going away and you will look for me but you will die in your sin. Where I am going you cannot come. So the Jews said he is not going to kill himself is he? Because he said where I am going you cannot come. He said to them you belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. That is why I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, what I told you from the beginning, I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true. And what I heard from him, I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am, and that I do nothing on my own. But I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what is pleasing to him. Because he spoke this way, many came to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. First reading, what did the Lord send to the people of Israel who complained against God and Moses? So they sent serpents down, seraph serpents. You know what a seraph is? Seraph serpents, right? So they, they come down, they get bitten, they die. That sounds awesome. But then people are like, hey, Moses, you know how we just complained against you? We're really sorry. Can you like fix this? Has that ever happened where you complain about something there's a consequence and then you went back to the very person and you're like, hey, I need you to fix this. Have you ever experienced that before in your life? So what's one lesson we can learn here? Don't complain against the people in charge. <laughs> that might be one idea. At the same time, even if we do, we realize that there can be... A restoration. There can be something that is restored. So Moses still aids them. He still helps them. And what, is, what does Moses do? He prayed to God for them. Lord, have mercy on them. Forgive them. And so the Lord said, Make a seraph make a seraph mountain on a pole, and whatever looks at it, and will live. So then he made the bronze serpent. What do you think the imagery of that in the Old Testament could be related to in the New Testament. This idea that people, they, they sin, they, they complain, you know, they make mistakes, they die, but then something gets put up on a pole and they can gaze upon that and live. What do you think that image of the Old Testament could be related to in the New Testament? Yeah, so I think it sounds a ton like the cross. And what is we, what do we hear in the gospel today? What is Jesus talking about in the gospel today? Yeah, Jesus is reminding them, like, I'm from the Father. Everything I speak is from the Father. I'm teaching you about the Father. Yeah, that's super encouraging, isn't it? If I'm a sinner, I'm going to die in sin, and I can't go where God goes. I am super encouraged right now. But what does Jesus do to mend that gap? He tells them he's going to leave, so he's reminding them, like, something's going to happen here, and you need to make a choice. You need to change. Yeah, he fills the chasm by actually being the one who dies on the cross, the one who brings salvation. It is, it is a hard thing to hear. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said he's not going to kill himself. They immediately jump to like the, more, the most negative conclusions. But he's saying, no, actually, I, I'm from heaven. And right now, because you're in sin, you can't be in heaven. So that reminds us, if we're in sin, that actually separates us from relationship with God. This is not just a thing that is made up in in the 20th century, 21st century. This is from the mouth of God himself. Mm. So if Jesus died on the cross for our sins, would the Pharisees be in heaven? It's a great question. So we know, at least in this passage, after he spoke everything, many came to believe. If a person chooses not to believe in Jesus, then it would appear that this wouldn't have as big of an impact or an effect on them fact is, though, who did Jesus come for? He came for us. Like, specifically, who did he come for? He came for everybody. Okay? He came for everybody. At the same time, people have to choose to say yes to him. They have to choose to follow him. So the Pharisees, there's probably some that, in hearing this, had this conversion and changed. And they're like, whoa, you are the Messiah. You are God. You are the Lord. But for those who don't choose that, yeah, there are, there are consequences. So, like, Jesus died for everyone. That's the key thing to remember. Because the Israelite people, they thought they were the chosen people, and they were for a long time. But now Jesus is saying, actually, I want everyone to be in relationship with the God, the Father, with me. So to your question, as far as, like, when he died on the cross, did it save the Pharisees? It could have, if they chose to follow him. Do you notice something different in the church? Do you know why it's different? Yeah, so we covered up the statues, the crucifixes. Uh, It's something known as Passion Tide. Say Passion Tide. Passion Tide. It's the final two weeks that lead up to Easter. And it's this final anticipatory time of us waiting for, ultimately not just the crucifixion, but the resurrection. It gives us the glimmer of hope of what Easter will bring. And so that's why these readings are also meant to remind us of, that we're all dead in sin, that's just the fact. And yet God is giving us opportunities, realities, to return to Him. Whether that be through confession, whether that be just through His death and resurrection. Salvation is given to us by one individual. And so how do we honor Him? How do we, how do we give praise to Him? That becomes our, our big question then. That just, you know, what you, do, what, what you were doing yesterday in adoration, like that praise, that worship... Um, what we do in Mass, when we have Stations of the Cross, uh, when we have Worship Wednesdays, like all of those are ways to give honor and glory to God. And so what we have to think about is, am I giving honor and glory to God today through my actions, through my words? And it may not just be like directly to Him, but am I giving honor and glory to God through how I treat my classmates, my teachers, my siblings? Am I giving honor and glory to God Through what i think in my head even though i don't say it out loud am i giving honor and glory to god through how i act even when no one's looking when no one can see what i'm doing am i giving honor and glory to god because brothers and sisters i don't want to be dead in sin i know i'm a sinner so all of us are but to have life means we have to choose jesus We have to choose to avoid the sin. We have to choose to avoid those behaviors. So that's our challenge today. How am I in everything I do, in my whole life, am I giving honor and glory to God?